Thanks for checking out the Anchor Faith Message Podcast from St. Augustine, Florida. Now enjoy this message. And I want to talk about praise. I want to talk about praise. Praise has the same issue that we discussed recently when we talked about being led by the Spirit or being led by your soul. Okay? So, if you were not part of that series, what did I call that series? I just finished. It's a must. Right? It's a must. If you haven't heard that series, go online. It was three weeks. It's a must. You must worship him in spirit and in truth. Okay? And the word worship's not singing, although worship includes singing. We have this mindset that when we hear worship, we think of slow songs. Okay, that's not worship. Worship by definition is obeying what the king says. And that doesn't have to be with a song unless he's asking you to sing a slow one at that time. Then you would be worshiping him by obeying to sing a slow song. Right? But you're also worshiping him if he tells you to pay for somebody's meal. That's worship. It's worship when you give because he says give. Right? It's worship when you forgive. That's worship. Okay? But we've coined this phrase within the church body, praise and So it automatically praises the fast stuff, worships the slow stuff. And that is not the case. Praise is um, something we do with our mouth, we'll see. Something that we do. And there's other things that we can do in praise, and we'll break all this down. But we know that there are churches... And there are believers, so I'm not just saying churches as a whole, because there are just believers as well that can be in a spirit-filled, spirit-led church. But there are whole churches that are only led by their soul. They only make decisions based upon their five senses. They have not renewed their mind, and they are soulishly led. They go by how they feel. There are many, when praise comes on, do the same thing. They praise out of feeling. They're not praising in the spirit at all. So just because you're singing doesn't mean you're in the spirit. All right? And we need to examine this a little bit because if people were engaging God in a spirit-filled praise, then there definitely is an environment that will manifest. Right? And so with that being said, let's look at a scripture that lets us know a situation can occur when praise takes place. Now, in Acts chapter 16, verse 25, in Acts chapter 16, verse 25, right, it says this, but about midnight, <laughs> but about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of what? Praise. praise to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Okay? Now, as you know, this passage of Scripture, that because they did this, not because they were looking for it. So how do I know someone's in soul praise? They want to sing a way to make an earthquake manifest. Well, Paul and Silas was not singing for a manifestation of an earthquake. Nor were they singing to be let out. Because if they were singing to be let out, the minute their shackles flipped off and the doors opened, they would have ran. So a lot of people's praises are to get them out of something. Not that you can't praise to get yourself out. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying in this instance, see, the problem that we have with praise is that praise, typically we try to do it based upon something we see in the Bible because we want a particular results. When praise is just something we do, period, the results is really irrelevant. Although there will be a result. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not praising him for a result. I'm praising him because he is. I praise him because he is. And when I initiate that, because again, why would we be late to a service where you can praise him? Why would there be a growth? I mean, we have a growth spurt every service. From the start of service to 15 minutes later, we have a growth boom. 
I mean, it's supernatural. I mean, if we could just get that supernatural growth to manifest like constantly every 15 minutes, we would take over the planet right now. But we get this like boom growth that takes place. Why? And it's mainly now some, you know, you're coming from work. If that's the case, I can get that. There can be legitimate reasons. But the majority of the reason is, is that we don't understand the power of our praise. We don't understand it. We don't understand what it unlocks for us personally and what it can unlock for someone else in the room. Because again, Paul and Silas, by all rights, are in no position to praise naturally. They've been beaten. And now they're in jail, right? I mean, this is cry time. But they're not crying. They're just, I just praise him anyway. Now, that's not a fake because I've heard people say, well, I'm going to praise him anyway. You're not really praising him. Because you're still thinking about your problem and crying about it and complaining to people about it. So you're saying something about hallelujah, but you really don't have a hallelujah. What you have is a complaint. Because if you get around enough people that you're around, you're complaining. But then you get around certain people, all of a sudden you got to praise. Well, is your praise for God or praise for a person that showed up so that you can put on the praise to make them think you are praising when the reality is you ain't praising? Which that means you're a soulish praiser. You're praising on how you feel, who's in the room, who you can talk with and identify with. Because based upon, you know, what's going on, oh, this person knows what I'm going through and they can feel my pain and they can sympathize with it. So I'm going to complain and whine about what I'm going through and how hard it is. But then over here, this person wouldn't tolerate that. So I'm going to say, oh, I praise the Lord. I'm just going to praise him anyway. Well, you're not praising him. All right. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Amen. You know, I love to look at people who are on the platform that do praise when they're off. I like to eyeball them in any church I'm at. I'm going to see what this person does when they're off the platform. Because if they have praise him here, but can't praise him here, then they're fake praisers. Because now they're just performers. <laughs> right? Amen. But you know what? I hear you because you're like, yeah, that's right, Pastor. But you can come into church and praise him and then on, at work not. Not do it. All right? So we got to make sure we actually, there's a reason why we praise. I mean, it's very difficult. I've been in different places where the minister wants to keep you in a room until the worship's over. And I'm like, I want to get out there. I want to get in the environment. I just want to praise my king. That means, and I'm not saving my voice. <laughs> I mean, I'm not holding back. I mean, I'm praising him. I mean, if we need to dance, let's dance. If we need to run, let's run. If we need to shout, let's shout. Even if I'm preaching. Right? Because whatever the expression. And, I, and then I can walk in a layer of submission. Meaning, if Pastor Mark said, everybody raise your hands. Well, I can say, bro, I'm the senior pastor. I ain't raising my hands, man, okay? I got to got this service I'm going. I mean, even if I'm thinking on the service, I'll even try to, because I'm like, did you hear what the guy said? Something could happen just in the simple gesture of holy hands lifted high. And if we're too stubborn to, amen, there should be 100% participation when it comes to singing. The good news is the Bible already <laughs> allowed for your voice. He said, make a joyful noise. He didn't say it had to be in tune. He didn't say it had to be good. He just said it ought to be joyful, which means you ought to be excited that you can open your mouth and praise God. He didn't say it had to sound good. Amen. So that's not an excuse. Pastor, oh, if, you could hear, if you only heard me, you wouldn't want me to say anything. Well, the Lord made you that way. He wants to hear it, so I have no pride. It don't offend me. I mean, do you think these guys up here always sound like they're on tune? No, not always. And sometimes they, you know, unfortunately give themselves away. They're like, like no facial expression, people. No facial expression. When Pastor Marcus and I were in the youth ministry together, <laughs> boy, the youth band was horrible. Those guys would give each other away. 
I mean, you could read their lips, you know. You're an idiot. You missed it. What are you doing, you dork? Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. So you know what we did to fix that? We put all the lights on the back, and they became a silhouette. You couldn't even see their faces. Like, let's just get rid of these guys. We don't even want to see their face. I just want to hear their voice. <laughs> the music. Please, I don't need to see their facial expressions. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> are you hearing me? But it was about midnight. Paul and Silas were praying and singing praises to who? To God. So let's look at a few scriptures. Again, we're going to do this for three weeks, so I don't have to go dive too deep tonight. I do want to kind of lay a foundation, because if anything, I want to loosen your mouth. If anything, I just want to get your mouth loose. Because if I can get your mouth loose to release what the Spirit of God wants to do through you, then Sunday will be different. Sunday itself will be different. Praise is not the answer of everything, but praise is an outflow that you know you have the answer for everything. Even when you're in the middle of the worst thing. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So Psalms 34, 1. Amen. Psalms 34, 1. This is going to be a participation sermon. All right. All right. We're going to participate. He said, I will bless the Lord at what kind of times? How many times? Sometimes. Maybe times, a few times, only on Easter and Christmas time, only when I win the lotto and everything's going good, when all my bills are paid and I'm healthy. <laughs> so that tells us situations don't dictate praise. Praise is not dictated by a situation. So your praise should not change. You shouldn't praise him more when trouble's around. Some people go crazy praise when there's trouble. And then they forget him during a good time, and then trouble shows up, and they go praising again. So then they get them in a cycle. I praise him when I'm in trouble, and he always gets me out. Well, he'll deliver you out of all your trouble, no problem. But he wants you to praise him even in the good. Problem is you go quiet in the good, and you open the door for trouble. <laughs> I will bless the Lord at what? All times. His what? Praise. Praise shall. What's that next word? Continually beware in my mouth. Continually. Now, how do we know whether we have a continual praise? It's going to be predicated on do you have a continual diet of the word? Because if you're not continually eating the word of God, and what I mean by that is reading it, keeping it in front of you, it's not going to come out of you. What will come out of you is what you meditate on. So if you're meditating on your problem, meditating on your circumstance, meditating on perceived trouble, that's worry or whatever the case, you're going to speak that that, that will continually come. Have you been around people that said that they continually talk about the sickness? They continually talk about the problem, the relationship, the, the, um, you know, the crisis. You know, they continue to talk about how they're a victim. They continually talk about how this situation is this way because of this. But if they had the word in them, then they, what would come out would be different. We're not denying we're in something. We're just praising him. Because he's worthy to be praised, period. So when something happens, man, and talking about doing this recently, I've been really doing this recently because I've had this like tangible knowledge of the grace of God that I have to have active in my life right now. Based upon the new season we're in. And it's a different season. I mean, it's an obviously different season. It's like boom, boom, boom. I mean, I got things coming at 100 miles a minute from all directions and everything that I got my hand to internally and externally and then other issues that just want to manifest. And when it does, man, I found myself laughing. I mean, forced laughter, you understand. It's not like it's there. I have to like, well, ha, 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 praise the Lord. You know, that's just hallelujah. And you just get it out. 
Because at the end of the day, I'm not going to say, oh me, oh my, what am I going to do? I'm not going to go blame somebody. Well, if you'd have done this, no, let's just praise him, right? At this point, because I got an intake, I got, and when I find that it's difficult to want to say it, my first response is, man, you better go get in the word, bro. None of you have so much word in you that you don't need the word daily. Because the flesh has the capacity to press the word out of you. Your spirit and flesh battle what? Daily. So too many of you are living on a past praise because you have a past knowledge because you hadn't even been in the word for so long except when you came to service and you're not actually in the word when you're in service. You're not actually in the word when you're in service. You are receiving by the spirit a word that now he holds you responsible to make it your own. You're not changed because I'm preaching to you. You're changed when you make it your own and it becomes your personal revelation and then you act on it. So again, when you hear today, you can walk out, but you won't be changed unless you practice it because it's real to you and you're like, this is how it has to be with me from now on. And the only reason I'm like this is because I give myself to it constantly at great effort to be able to maintain a praise in my mouth. Because it's easy for something else to come out. Yet the Bible tells me it should be continually. So if it's going to be continually, then I have to continually be putting something in me so it can come out. Cole, did you see me the other day when I beeped at you? Okay. You know, when you first waved, I wasn't sure if you knew it was me. <laughs> so I'm like, did I just scare him with the dogs? I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I will bless the Lord at what? His praise shall beware in my mouth. Psalms 101, verse 1. Psalms 101, verse 1. All right? We're just trying to loosen your mouth up. Amen? It says, praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with all my in the company of the upright and in <laughs> which tells me Personal praise isn't enough. So we have a continual praise that we should have, and circumstances and situations do not dictate our praise. Then we should have a praise when we are in the company of the upright. Do I have some upright in here? <laughs> do I have an assembly in here? <laughs> Which then tells me, when we begin to praise him, you should praise him. You shouldn't be like this. Yeah, it's a good song. kind of awkward isn't it yeah it's like say something please that's what the lord's saying say something please don't you know i died for you i was stripped naked for you i was beaten so bad it couldn't tell you and you gonna sit here and not say nothing i'm glad i wasn't checking my emails and my twitter feeds and my instagram and my tiktok Just say hallelujah. hallelujah. Yeah, see, all we got to do is open our mouth. So we are to give praise in the assembly. There should never be a day that Pastor Mark should have to come up and go and be like, I mean, there's probably been a couple of times, and I've instructed him. I said, listen, if they don't want to sing, 
You just tell me to come up, we'll shut it down. Because I refuse to beg somebody to worship the king of glory. I mean, if we don't have a praise, then you know what? We'll just go on to the preacher because you need some word in you that you ain't got something in your mouth. And here's the problem, though. A lot of people are like, all I need is the word. No, you need a praise. You don't need just because if you actually had the word, you'd be praising. You would be doing a legitimate praise. Because when you get revelation of the word and all that the word says about us and about what God's plan for man is, you can't help but go, my God, he is so awesome. I worship you. I honor you, God. You're worthy. Oh, my gosh, you're worthy. You can't help but say it. And you don't care who's around. And you're not intimidated. And listen, we keep it cranked up enough anyway that we can't really hear you, so you're going to be all right. You know, I've had people, that's too loud. That's why they have little earplugs, right? Because, again, when you get it really too low, people are unfortunately intimidated. But now if you know that it doesn't matter, that's not the point. Some of the greatest voice I've ever heard in my life, greatest voice I've ever heard in my life is in boot camp. Man, if you've never heard boot camp singing, oh, my gosh. When those guys get into cadence, and it ain't even spiritual, but there's something about unity in their praise. My gosh, man, it'll do something. And it makes me think of when David, or not David, but when they told, it might have been David, somebody to help me, I didn't study, it's just coming up, and I don't remember which one. Remember he said, put the praisers in front. Was it David? David said, he told David, put the praisers, and they sang a song. I guarantee, I guarantee it being more cadence. And so there, because it was like they singing the same thing. They were probably, one probably was saying it, and the rest of them were repeating afterward, and they say it again, and they hit it again. They may say one part, and they would say some other part. You know, there's part when I was in the army, they say, break it on down now, and then we would go, you know, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. I'm going to tell you, when that's reverberating, it's amazing. It's not even spiritual. So can you imagine when the unity of the company of the upright comes together and begins to sing faith-filled words that activate your spirit, man, and you, you, you lift your voice in one accord, music is, can become irrelevant. We need it because the Bible's all about having the harp and all that. You know, these denominations like we don't play music, that's stupidity. Stupidity gone to seed. Okay, God made instruments. All right, at the end of the day. And so, you know, we can play them. We can, we can rejoice. I mean, you can actually, by the Spirit, through the instruments, get an anointing to show up. And nobody's even talking. We'll talk about that. The, the prophet's like, bring me a minstrel. And the minstrel was not singing a song. He was just playing, and it caused the anointing to increase so he could get a word from God. But again, if you're coming 15 minutes too late and you're like, I want a word from God, God's like, I had it in the first five minutes, but you weren't here during the music. Because who are we to tell God how we get our word or when we get it? Now, you may need a word nonetheless, but that word may come in the first five minutes. It could come on the first note. They could hit it and it just seemed like the anointing hits that note and we just need to stay there. Pastor Hagen uh, wrote a book called The Untapped Power of Praise. And it is untapped. It is untapped. Because true spirit praise, those people are so full of joy. Those people are so full of excitement. They are undaunted by circumstance and situations. It is difficult to ever see worry manifest in their lives. Uh, 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 you know, fear manifest. I mean, it's like, it's like, I'm not saying it's not plausible. It's just few and far between. Anybody ever heard me cuss before? I'm not going to, Christopher. <laughs> I mean, if I threw out a cuss word right now, you'd be like shocked because you never heard that word with my voice. So what I'm saying is I'm proficient at not doing it. 
So you can have a praise by the Spirit so proficient that you talk in fear are you talking worry? Are you talking doubt? Are you complaining about something? We'd be a shock to hear that come out of you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart in the company of the upright and in the assembly. Can I just be honest with you? Thank you. Um, our first song on Sunday is a filler. The opener. We call it an opener. You don't know that because they don't see it. The very first song we do, for us it's called an opener. You know why we call it an opener? Because we're waiting on the people. Now that doesn't mean we can't take the opener somewhere should the Spirit of God get in it? Because I'm not stuck to a formula, period. I don't have to come up and do an announcement. I do not have to come up and take offering at that moment. If there was a serious move and everyone was literally engaged in that praise, we would go. But the reality is, we're not. We're not. We'll engage in that relationship outside there in the foyer. We'll hang out, talk. We'll finish our latte. Because if you're drinking black coffee, you'd be in here. <laughs> you know, I'm kidding. I mean, no. But <laughs> anyway, now again, is there anything wrong with that? No. It's about the heart. At the end of the day, I don't want to be caught out there when the band starts, when, when the opportunity for me to get into the company of the upright and in the assembly and we do this thing corporately. Because there's one thing about my individual praise, there's a whole other thing when I get around a whole lot of other people praising. Now again, I'm not looking for an earthquake, but something's reverberating when faith's there in our praise. Something's happening. All right? Uh, Isaiah 12, 5. Isaiah 12, 5 says this. It says, praise the Lord in song. For he has done excellent things. Has he done some excellent things? He said, let this be known where? Throughout the earth. So th Psalms 34 told us that on an individual level, his praise should be continually in our mouths. Continually. Then he tells us in Psalms 111 that that praise should manifest in the company of the upright, which is not just in church. It could be around other believers. I mean, you when you get around other believers anywhere, praise should be able to get, begin to manifest. Should be a byproduct of the fact that you're in the company of the upright. But then in the assembly, when we come together in the local body church, we should be praising him. It should be out of our mouth. We should be doing it. Then he tells us here, when we sing in these songs of praise, the whole earth should figure it out. So it's not limited to our personal life. It's not limited to our church life. It should be even be exhibited out in the world where they see us praising. Bad news shows up at work and you say, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What do you mean praise the Lord? Did you hear? They're laying half of us off. Praise God. My God's my sustainer anyway. Do you understand this? It doesn't bother me one bit. And if I'm laying off half, it's probably y'all and not me anyway. So you want me to pray for you? <laughs> but if I'm gone, that means God's already got another assignment for me somewhere else. And they're just blown away that you're not wringing your hands. We're in a recession. Inflation's at an all-time high. Well, praise the Lord. Aren't you worried how you're going to feed your kids? How you're going to? Man, I just, I just praise God. I praised him when, you know, uh, gas prices were lower and, you know, seemed like everybody economically were doing good. And it doesn't matter what's going on in the economy of the world. I just praise him anyway. Because I praise him. Circumstance does not dictate my praise. It doesn't increase it, doesn't lower it. I'm constant. I praise him. I just praise him. And the world should hear our praise. 
our wor the world should hear our praise. That's why you learning certain songs and then singing them at work probably do you good. I used to take secular songs and turn them. I mean, because the world listens to secular songs, you know. I couldn't always pick the radio station when I worked secularly or outside the church. So I would just make stuff up sometimes. Just for fun. Right? I mean, it wasn't like making them pull their hair out. But at the end of the day, you know, I could find a praise anywhere. Then sometimes I would just mock their songs, you know. I'd say, what a lie. I can't even believe they're saying that. He doesn't care about her. <laughs> John, you remember when we were at Hilti? <laughs> so this is, this is a long time ago. But the guys listen to country music sometimes, probably most of the time, right? And there was a song, Here's a Quarter, Call Someone Who Care, right? Remember that? And I was working the carousel. So it's like this thing that has all these little bitty parts that bring them to you and you bag you know, the parts for each distribution center, and then you go to the next one. So I'm kind of stationary as everybody else is flying by with their things. And I'm like, seriously? You know, and they would like hit the brakes. And I'm like, what? I said, this guy don't care. He's saying, here's a quarter, call someone who cares. Pay phones are 35 cent now. <laughs> then there was another one about a Walmart, right? They like, they tore down the parking lot and built a Walmart. I'm like, they don't make Walmarts anymore. They're super Walmarts. So then I would sing it and say super Walmart real fast. Just uh, egg it on, right? And these are the guys, John can tell you, you know, one came up to me and said, man, I'm going to take you to a strip club. Before you leave, I'm going to take you to a strip club. I said, son, it will never happen. Let me tell you what happened first. I'll get, you'll get born again. And the last night I was there, they got born again. I never went to the strip club. Just want to do that disclaimer. <laughs> it never happened. But today's minister would go to the strip club to be relevant with that person in hopes that they could lead them to Christ. A lot of today's ministers. Because they're definitely taking them to the bars. They're definitely doing that. I'm not of this world. I said, I'm not of this world. Hallelujah. I got a power in me that breaks all that stuff. It allows me to praise him. Right? I'm go, and I would tell him, I say, seriously, you're going to a strip bar? How stupid. I say, how dumb can that be? I mean, you're going to look at somebody and he can't do nothing. I said, I got a wife, bro. It's better than silver and gold. Anytime, all the time. And I just walk off. <laughs> Amen. To have a wife is a good thing, right? Better than silver and gold, right? Amen. It's more than look, it is touch. We'll stop there. <laughs> Stay with me, go over to Saul, Isaiah 12, verse 5. Isaiah 12, verse 5. Amen. I mean, it's sad that people don't have a vibrant marriage. Amen. You should have a vibrant marriage. And some of the things that me and my wife hear about how long it's been that husbands and wives have been together? It's like, bro, that's crazy, Bill. That's just crazy, Bill. You don't know who you are. That's another subject. All right, Isaiah 12, 5. Praise the Lord in song, for he has done excellent things. Let this be known throughout what? The earth. There's not a place that you shouldn't praise him. You can praise him anywhere. Amen. You can say praise the Lord when you're getting your Starbucks coffee. You can say praise the Lord when you're checking out at Publix. You can say praise the Lord anywhere. In fact, that's what I love about Pastor Ajay. He literally says that. Well, praise the Lord. I mean, if you've been around him any, he'll say, well, praise the Lord. Well, praise the Lord. Well, praise the Lord. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Come on, let's say it together. Praise the Lord. It's not that hard, is it? Amen. You're at the gym. You do a personal best. You ought to get up and go, praise the Lord. They'd be like, what happened? Man, God has made me strong. <laughs> Woo! I am strong today. I think there might be an anointing, a little bit of Samson happening right now. Because last week, that didn't happen. I know there's some natural, but it could be pretty spiritual maybe. <laughs> you want me to touch you? Maybe you could do it too. <laughs> Amen. Psalms 104. Psalms 104. Verses 33 to 35. Look at this. It said, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. <laughs> Oh, man, I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. Let my meditation be pleasing to him. As for me, I shall be glad in the Lord. Let the sinners be consumed from the earth and let the wicked be no more. 
Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. So as long as I live, I'm supposed to sing. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. It's difficult for me to sing with some things. And we'll talk more about this in the weeks to come. Because as you grow in revelation knowledge of the word, there should be some praise songs out there you can't sing. Because they are not in line with your belief. Because you know what? There is a praise I had at one point based upon what I knew. Right? So based upon where I was at, Paul says, I forget what lies behind, I press on. Right? He says, we are to live to where we have attained to. So I don't go, I don't listen to praise that's only about getting born again. Because I'm born again filled with the Holy Ghost. I have authority as a believer. I know some truths. So I don't sing praises that say, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Although that is a scripture, the context of that particular song is placing that God's in control and there's nothing you can do about it because if God wants to take away your blessing too, he can do that. Now there was a time I believed that way, but now I know the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that I actually have authority over him. Because where Job said the Lord gives and the Lord takes away was a lie. It was truth that Job said it, but it was a lie that God did it. Because Satan took it away. The Lord says, have you considered my servant Job? And then he said, he's in your power. That's the dominion you got from Adam. So now you're operating in that dominion. <laughs> so if it had been accurate, it says the Lord gives, the devil takes away. Now that I could sing. The Lord gives, the devil takes away, but I have authority over the devil and he's under my feet. Under my feet and I jumped to that song. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So when we actually have done that song, I don't sing that. We change the words. Because we're going to sing to the revelation we have of who we are in Christ. This is why I don't listen to Christian radio. I don't listen to Christian radio because there's too much doubt and unbelief in the lyrics. So I can't hook up. I can't hook up. Now, at the end of the day, if I was working outside the church, right, and I wanted an alternative for who was in the house, then I could put on a Christian station that maybe is not doctrinally correct, but is definitely more positive than music than me going to the oldies or to, you know, you know 70s rock or whatever, you know, you want to listen to. In that case... They don't know Jack, so any exposure is good exposure. Don't get me wrong. But that doesn't mean internally I'm singing the song the way they would. I would change it as I did my own sing, or I would be singing a different song while it's on. Are you hearing me? I do a lot of individual singing on my own anyway. Okay, because I'm not here to dissect all that. I don't want to, you know, crush your golden calf tonight. All right. <clears throat> I'm just saying you've got to be able to release the things you know in your praise. Because what everyone's singing is not what you know. At the end of the day. Now, if you sing something and you don't see it different, it's fine. Sing it until something goes off and you're like, hmm. I was talking to a pastor today about a particular subject. I won't say what. Call me from Ohio. Because I communicated to this individual concerning the death gospel, what I've called the death gospel, that you're just asking people where they're going to go when they die, right? Because it's only about what good news do you have when you die? And that Christ didn't come so that we could know where we're going to go when we die. Christ came so that heaven could come to us now and we could operate in it today as a son of God, a child of God. And when I told them that at Tulsa, we flipped them on the end, and they're like, man, I, you're right. Well, I'm not right. The Bible's right. And sometimes we have to rethink some of the things we're saying. Then he got over into another subject that I haven't even preached yet. Because, geez, it's something else. It's something else. But I'm like, you're right. You're right. 
Which means now anytime he ever hears a phrase, he'll never be able to hook up with it again. Because he's realized that's wrong. Yep. And 99% of all believers say it. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 99% of all believers say it. And it's wrong. I can prove it. But it would take me a 12-week series. And most wouldn't make it through the first two. Because they love their tradition more. But it's coming. It's coming. I've been baiting you for six months already and don't even know it. Hallelujah. Well, praise him. Just say praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord. Amen. Don't come to me private and ask and try to get an inside track. I'm not going to talk to you about it. I'll say, get thee behind me, Satan, for you set your interest on your own and not on the will of God for the release date. <laughs> Are you hearing me? So he says, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I'll sing praises to my God while I am. Now notice that verse 35, let sinners be consumed from the earth and let the wicked be no more. Right? Which then brings us to Psalms 115, which is really interesting. Psalms 115, verse 17 and 18, because, you know, here we're praising God, but we're saying the wicked and the sinner needs to get out. Why is that? Look, the dead do not praise the Lord. The dead do not praise the Lord. So are you professing you're dead? When the words are on the screen while the band plays, are you professing, I'm a dead person because I don't praise. <laughs> the dead do not praise the Lord, nor do any who go down into silence. But as for us, Come on, is that you? But as for us, we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forever. What? Praise. Praise the Lord. I'm not going to be counted with the dead. I said I'm not going to be counted with the dead. I'm not going to be counted with the dead. Now, the word praise in some of these psalms, not all of them, but in some of these psalms, when you look them up in the original Hebrew, a couple of words are associated with this word praise. And this will help you identify when David said, I'll be even more undignified than this. There's a few times this word praise is translated as going mad. Going mad. Insane. I mean, it's like, you are so after a praise that you look crazy. Come on, I've been around people. They're like, somebody's out there like just crazy over there. And they're like, what in the world? Well, they very well could be scriptural right now. Now, I understand some people can do it for attention. I understand that. And ultimately, God's going to figure that out at the end. But we'll figure it out, too, because when a person's in a real, I'm going after God praise, and I don't give a rip who's looking at me, and if, my junk, if I'm just, like, dancing around and sweating all over the place and twirling, and I'm just going after God with all my might, with everything that I have, I've just moved into a place that I look insane, but I am going to praise him. Well, you know what? Then the anointing can usher in on that deal, and a lot of stuff can take place. But, I mean, I'm not going to shut down. Somebody's crazy praise. 
Now, if I sense in my spirit that they're being crazy, like just crazy, and like dancing around, you know, so everybody can see them, you know, they're coming up the aisles, you know, I'll be like, Usher, go ahead and just help them out. Because this is not a dance studio. This is not your choreographed moment, right? Because you're bringing the glory to you now. Come on, are you hearing me? Because, I mean, if we're going to start dancing up the aisles, most likely more people are dancing up the aisles. But I've had people get down here, because you've seen them. They get dancing here. They get up in the corner, right? Because they're, you know, some of them are like, please, get out of my way, because this fixing to get crazy right now. You know, because I just need to, I just, man, I love God. Because, you know, praise is not just singing. There's some holy hands lifted high. There's some dancing. There's some shouting. And there's moments that that take place. And here's the thing. If you do the same thing every time, I might question whether it's the Spirit. Because God's too creative. He didn't make one style of praise. But if there is this difference in your praise that's all biblical, well, then you know what? You're probably being led by the Spirit on how you are to demonstrate that. But if your praise is this, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him. I'm singing each and below. And that's how you do it all the time? I'm questioning that. Because you don't have a revelation of what Jesus has done for your life. And we're going to talk about why we praise next week because there's plenty of evidence. Of because this has occurred, I'm praising. Because of what, this, what happened here, I'm praising. And again, it's not about your situation. It's about his response in situations. Are you hearing me? So the dead do not praise the Lord, nor do any who go down into silence. But for us, we will bless the Lord from time, this time, forth, and forever. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 38, 18. Isaiah 38, 18. For Sheol cannot thank you. Death cannot praise you. Those who go down to the pit cannot hope for your faithfulness. So again, a person who will not open their voice and praise is identifying themselves as a dead person. It would be easier for me to conclude you're dead than you are alive unto Christ. First. Now, then you can say, Pastor, I am. Well, then if you are alive to God, Start opening your mouth. Because the Bible says that we should praise him. So again, I don't praise him if I feel like it. Because <laughs> praise is not a feeling. Well, I feel like praising him today. I don't feel like praising him today. I'm going to praise him anyway. <laughs> right? Right? This isn't about, well, when God moves on me to praise him, I'll praise him. The minute you got born again, he moved on you. And there ain't no other move he has to do. Because if you have said to Jesus Christ, your Lord, there's been a move. Now you move and just act and begin to respond. Just begin to do it by faith. Even when you don't feel like it and you don't want to sing, go ahead and do it anyway. But do it in faith. Lord, I'm going to praise this, though everything emotionally about me right now and the situations are like crazy, but I am going to praise you by faith, and I'm going to sing this song and be completely connected to it. I am going to lift my voice with a voice of triumph. I'm going to sing this song out with everybody else, and no one around me will know what I'm going through, even though you know what I'm going through. And it ain't about what I'm going through because you're just worthy, period. So who am I to hold you hostage with my mouth and I praise you. Because I'm not a dead person. So by faith I praise. By faith. And there have been many meetings I've been in that didn't want to say nothing. But it doesn't matter what I want to do. What did he ask me to do? Praise the Lord. Well, then I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, say hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. Let's activate the mouth. Isaiah 43, 21. Look what the Lord says, just in case you're wondering. 
The people whom I formed for myself? <laughs> okay. The people whom I formed for myself will, 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 declare my praise. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory. Hallelujah. 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 This might be a good opportunity for you to act on the word right now. Are you dead? Are you alive? Have you been formed? This is a proper response. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. 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 Jesus. 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 Woo! Glory. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Hey! Glory! 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 Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Be seated. You can be seated. Now listen. Just so you know, so you'll feel really okay, if that makes you uncomfortable, okay? There was a town called Ephesus that was really ticked off at a apostle named Paul who came in and started preaching Christ and him crucified and he was the only God and so the town started burning their idols to Diana and the blacksmiths that were making all the idols and that was their company was so upset called in all the business guys and said if we don't do something about these guys that are turning our world upside down we're gonna lose our business because everybody is abandoning our craft and they're going after this guy, Jesus. So they call a meeting, an unlawful assembly, and they bring them into the place. Where, I mean, they pack the place out. And when they come in and Paul wants to address them, they get so crazy in their prayer, praise for a false god, that the Bible says in Acts that they cried out, great is the goddess Diana or Artemis or whatever, the A word of whatever her name was. But Diana, for two solid hours, did not relent. They shouted for two hours for a fake God. And many churches are formulized that their worship's only 20 minutes because we got to get to announcements, we got to get to a, our giving, and then we got to do our 30 minute message and then tell everybody how awesome they are and send them out. Yet the world worships its idol called football for three hours and they praise. They shout for their team in their loss and will curse the other God. That's the other team. What we just did should not be uncommon in this house. 
should not be uncommon. In fact, it should become so common that even when I'm preaching and all of a sudden some praise the Lord, people connecting with the word, that it could break out to where we just have to take a praise break. Because it's about him anyway. Right? Now, we're not doing a praise break to disrupt the anointing or to stop something. We're flowing with the Spirit. So, Isaiah 43, 21 tells us exactly what the people whom God has formed, are, they are to do. It doesn't say when they feel like it. Let's read it again. The people whom I form for myself, when they feel like it, when they're living a good life, only when they're in trouble, when they're about to die. No, we just, we just, we will declare the praise. We will declare his praise. Amen. This word praise literally means a shining through one's actions and words. So we're not just praising him with our words. We'll praise him with our actions. Our lifestyle will, will signify his praise. The last scripture I have tonight is Psalms 156. We're just, again, loosening our mouths, right? We're going to loosen our mouths. So Sunday should be different. Sunday at 1030 should look different in the sanctuary because at least everyone here shouldn't be in the foyer unless you're working a parking lot. I understand that. Or you're working as a greeter. You have assignments. I understand that. But other than that, you should actually be early in here anticipating the ability to praise with the assembly. Because something can break through. In fact, I know because the Lord told me, he says, because they're doing this praise now, I'm working certain things out for some of them right now. And when they re-encounter that situation, it'll be totally different. And they'll know it simply because they praise me. Now, that isn't every time it happens. Because, again, praise is regardless of situation. Praise can bring a breakthrough. Praise can cause a problem to change. But that's not why we praise. Because if you start trying to use your praise as a formula, then you're not spirit praiser, you're a soulish praiser. And you've lost the anointing in your mouth. Are you hearing me? So, just so you'll understand, the praise is not limited to believers. Let everything that has praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Even the unrighteous will praise him. And many do it even here. Come on, you know them. You give something to someone, they're like, oh, praise the Lord. And they're not even believers. Well, God bless you. They're not even believers. They're not even believers. <laughs> I thought about this again. Every time I go back to Tulsa, I think of this one story. It bears repeating for those who've heard it, for those who haven't first time. So I was a student at Ramah, and I was in my vehicle. It was just me. For whatever reason, maybe Marcy had already dropped the kids or maybe she didn't go that day because the kids were sick. That's probably what, what it was. And so I was in the vehicle all by myself and I was going to turn left, okay, to go out on to Kenosha or 71st. Were you with me that one? No, no, no. You were not with me. No, you were not with me in this one. You remember my story. So, praise the Lord. <laughs> You're good. All right. Okay. Hmm. Maybe she's right. <laughs> anyway, I definitely was in the vehicle because I was driving. I cannot confirm or deny whether Pastor Marcy was there or not. But I do know 
that whether Marcia was there or not, the Lord knows. <laughs> and she's usually right, so we'll go with her story. I look to the right. I look to the left. I look back to the right because, again, I'm having to cross traffic, right, to get over and get in the lamb turn and left. That, you know, this way, this way, looked again. I looked one more this way because it's crazy traffic, and I went out. Well, when I did, this, I don't know where the guy came from, but he was like right there. I made it out, but buddy, he was not happy. Right in that intersection, right there leaving Raymond near the red light, he did a U-turn in a truck. He flipped that thing around, and he got right on my rear end. And he was your number one <laughs> in my rearview mirror. He'd tell me how I was number one. He didn't use his finger, but I was number one for quite some time. <laughs> You're number one. Right? And so he was telling me I was number one <laughs> for a little while. Yeah, and he, you know, he's just like kind of just mad. You know, it was like, this is like road rage. So I was like, I, you know, I felt bad, honestly. So <laughs> I pulled into what was a convenience store and it may it's called just another hole or something I don't know whether it's tattoo place or whatever it is but I turned into it parked my vehicle I got out they pulled in too pulled beside me I got out walked around he had his window down his truck and he leaned back because he thought he knew I was coming through the window right we're fixing to throw down because I came leading with my hand I did I came around and I was like Hey, man, I am so sorry that I did that. Honestly, I didn't see you. And he's like, <laughs> listening to me now, right? And he eases up, you know, because he got the side of the truck. He's ready to do one of these, like, Kaha! you know, he's ready to come through the window with his fist, right? He's like, and he's lit. And I'm just like, man, I'm so sorry. I, honestly, I didn't see you. I looked both ways, man. You just came up so fast. Please forgive me for pulling out in front of you. And he was like, okay, man, you know. Well, God bless you. God bless me. He was just a minute ago telling me I was number one. And now God's going to bless me. Because every breath, well, praise the Lord. Every breath. I said every breath. I mean, there are. There are things breathing besides humans. And there was a time on the planet that they talked, and it wasn't a foreign concept. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So praise is not limited to God's children. But God's children were made, not made to only praise. That is false teaching. We were made to praise. No. You were made to have dominion. And you'll praise as a result of your purpose. Because we're not going to go to heaven and sing all day long. He has beings that do that. You're not going to be part of the ones that fly around the throne and sing holy 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 you're not getting into that choir okay you're not getting into that choir that's not going to be your choir assignment oh i'm going to be with those you know flying things that are saying holy 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 i'm going to get in there they're never going to give you a tryout you're the wrong creature for that you have a totally different assignment and we're not going to sit around at the throne in little gowns, with harps, singing for eternity. That is not happening. That is not going to happen. That's false teaching. But we will praise him forever. I said we will praise him forever. So again, if praising him down here is a challenge, we act like the minute we let go of our skin suit, it's not going to be a problem. I mean, you're going to have to learn some things. God's training us now. We've already entered eternal life. We just haven't left the earth. But eternal life's in us. The third person of the Godhead is in us. We are doing throne room activity now. 
We are creating things in both realms when we open our mouth in praise. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you want more, subscribe to our message podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Rating and leaving a comment will go a long way with helping our messages get better circulation. If you'd enjoy watching our weekend messages, visit youtube.com forward slash anchor faith. We'd love it if you'd subscribe, leave a comment or a like on the messages. If you'd like to find out more information about us and how we're influencing the world and help support the work we're doing by giving, just visit anchorfaith.com. Thank you.